Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today, it's just me. And I'm going to return to something I've spoken about several times before, because I think it's something that really does be deserve being spoken about as many times as possible. And that is the connection between our self-worth and money. In the world of personal finance, we often discuss budgeting, saving, investing, and earning more money. And of course, those topics are really, really important. But there's one crucial aspect that often gets overlooked. And it really annoys me that it gets overlooked. And that's the deep connection between your self-worth and your financial well-being. Self-worth really is an absolutely essential part of our overall happiness and success. It's the belief in our own value and the sense that we absolutely deserve success, happiness, and of course, financial abundance. However, self-worth can be so entangled with our own financial situations that it can become both empowering and limiting at the same time. And I want to give you some examples of the connection between self-worth and money. So the first thing is self-worth really can affect earning potential, whether that's running your own business or your career. Your self-worth really can influence the types of jobs you think are appropriate or that you're capable of doing, and also your willingness to negotiate higher salaries or the fees you charge if you're running your own business. When you absolutely believe in your abilities and your value, you're more likely to aim higher and to go for opportunities that really do reflect your true worth. Your self-worth can also be reflected in your spending habits because this is the instant dopamine hit. People often use spending as a way to boost their own self-esteem, but that boost is temporary. 
impulse buying, shopping sprees or overspending on luxury items can be driven by a desire to feel more valuable or important. Understanding that connection can really help you to make better choices, more conscious choices when it comes to your money. The next thing is the connection between debt and self-esteem. High levels of debt can bring with it a heavy burden on your self-worth. It can lead to feelings of guilt, shame, and not feeling adequate. Recognizing the impact of debt on your self-esteem is the first step towards finding ways to actually address it. And that is hugely, hugely important. Never feel guilt or shame when you have gotten yourself into a situation of debt, because that's not helpful. It's much better to understand why have I got myself into this situation? How can I get myself out of it? What are the steps I need to take? And more importantly, what do I need to do to ensure it doesn't happen again? Because then you can forgive yourself for those past financial mistakes you may have made. And the way we all learn is through the mistakes we've made. So find a way to move on and to learn from it is actually the best way to increase your sense of self-esteem. Next thing to consider is your self-worth and financial goals. Your beliefs about your self-worth really can influence your financial goals. Setting ambitious goals requires confidence and self-belief and understanding the connection can help you set and achieve bigger financial milestones. So consider when it comes to setting goals for yourself around money, are they big, ambitious, but achievable? You know, your goals should always be ambitious but they should also be realistic because if they are not realistic, if you're setting yourself up for failure right at the start of the process, then that's not going to help. But when you're setting your goals, consider, is it a stretch goal? Is it ambitious enough? And what do I need to do to achieve it? Or am I setting myself really small goals that are not really going to move me forward in the way I would like them to, because I'm scared of failure, because I am wanting to play small, because I would prefer to limit myself than to risk putting myself out there and not seeing the success that I want to see. So they're really, really important questions to ask yourself. The power of financial education cannot be understated. Education and awareness are absolutely the key to untangling the connection between self-worth and money. Learning about personal finance, understanding your own financial situation, 
which includes checking your bank account and other financial things that you have on a regular basis, credit card statements, loan agreement statements, etc. And setting clear financial goals really can help to empower you to improve how you are feeling about yourself and your financial well-being. Burying your head in the sand is not going to change the facts. All that is going to do is kick the problem down the road by actually facing up to it. And as I said a few minutes ago, forgiving yourself for those past financial mistakes allows you to get into a mindset of what can I do to help myself? It enables you to become solution focused. And that is when the magic happens that you create a plan and you start to take action. Your self-worth and relationship with money are undeniably connected. It's not always spoken about in those terms, but they are undeniably connected. And recognizing and understanding this connection can be a really powerful tool for your personal growth and also your success with money as well. So it's really important to nurture your self-worth independently of your financial situation. Your financial situation is a snapshot in time. It should never be connected to your self-worth. You really need to utilize your self-worth as a catalyst for making better, positive decisions around money. And I want you to remember that each and every one of you is, each and every one of you is valuable and your financial situation is just one aspect of your life. And by acknowledging and working on this connection, you can build a much healthier relationship with money and ultimately lead to providing yourself with a much more fulfilling life. And there's a really important element to consider around self-worth and money. And this is the connection to how we are helping to support the next generation, our children, our children's children. Because our own sense of self-worth and that connection around money was largely developed in our childhood between the ages of naught and seven, and then further reinforced somewhere around about the age of 12 or so. And that means we're carrying around with us and our children are carrying around with them that deep connection between self-worth and money. Now, self-worth is not really something that is talked about in schools in the way that I believe it should be. And this is why I am so passionate about supporting the next generation, ensuring it doesn't limit them in the same way it has limited so many of our generation. Understanding the relationship between self-worth and money is absolutely a game changer. This is why I talk about this subject so often on the podcast. 
It goes way beyond just the money. It touches every aspect of our aspirations, our dreams, and our overall well-being. When we believe in ourselves, when we recognize our own inherent worth, it becomes such a powerful driving force that empowers us to make better financial decisions and to be able to reach greater financial success. But sadly, many of us from previous generations have experienced firsthand the challenges that come with not fully grasping this connection. We've seen how low self-esteem can lead to financial decisions that undermine our long-term financial security. We've witnessed the burden of debt and the emotional toll it can take on our sense of self. And that is why I am so committed to ensuring that the next generation is equipped with the knowledge and tools they need to navigate this connection effectively. I really want them to understand that their self-worth is not tied to their bank account balance and that their value goes far beyond any monetary figure. By instilling this message and by them understanding this early on, we really can empower the next generation to set ambitious financial goals, make informed decisions, and to break free from the limitations that financial insecurities can impose. I really believe that by providing them with the right guidance, mentorship, and education, we can help them build a healthier relationship with money and to truly unlock their full potential. And this is exactly why I have developed a programme for secondary and senior schools to allow them to provide financial literacy and money mindset in-house. It is white-labelled, so it can be branded specifically for the school, and it's a complete programme in a box with video tutorials, workbooks, and teacher lesson plans. And the programme gives pupils aged between 11 to 18 and beyond exactly what they need to know about the practical side of money and personal finance, plus, as important, the mindset to support them to believe in their own self-worth. The figures on what a lack of real financial literacy is costing our children, our community, and our economy, would you believe a staggering £200 billion would be added to the UK economy by 2050 if every child was taught financial literacy from a young age. Now, how staggering is that? And that is despite the fact the government promised in 2014 financial literacy would be taught in all schools. It's not being taught in anywhere near enough schools. 
And the reason I'm talking about this now is I'm asking for your help. Every listener of the podcast who feels as I do, financial literacy should be something that every child should be able to experience at school. And if you have any connection to a secondary or senior school or connections to people who set education policy or connections to people with political intent, then please do reach out to me and let's talk. Because for me, the work that I do in supporting clients to improve their relationship with money, I want to go a lot further. I want us to be able to empower the next generation because I really believe when we take the time to teach our children and our children are taught at school the fundamentals of personal finance and to connect this with the right approach from a mindset perspective, then we really can be delivering the catalyst for change for them, for their community, and for the wider economy as well. So if you work within a school or you are connected to a school, please do reach out to me and let's talk. Let's work together to ensure that the next generation is equipped with the confidence and the knowledge they need to thrive financially and personally. So that's it for today. As ever, any questions, any comments, please do reach out to me. I've said it many times. I love hearing from you. I love hearing how the podcast has impacted you, what you have learned, what you have implemented. So please do reach out to me. Until next week, take care. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.